You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today is officially Mock Draft Monday. I absolutely love doing mock drafts. It's fun to just think things out, not just for the Packers. That's part of what the fun of the draft is. But I just, I enjoy it through and through. It might as well just be a different sport. I like two sports. I like the NFL and I like the NFL draft. But anyways, before we get into it very quickly, once again, if you wouldn't mind leaving a iTunes rating and review, if we can get up to 150, which I'm in the process of trying to figure out if something is possibly broken with this. I'm just assuming nobody has left a review in a very long time, but uh, they just switched over their format, and I noticed I got five five-star reviews on the ninth, and I haven't gotten one since. So maybe everybody got mad at me and left. I'll have to go back and find out what the podcast was about on the tenth, or maybe something's wrong. So I'm just going to assume there is a conspiracy. I think these days we call it collusion. I believe iTunes is colluding to make sure there is no live stream. I'm going to run with it and see how it goes. But either way, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'm sure if there is a problem, they'll get it fixed. But again, as I said yesterday, it really does help the channel. So if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review, I would very, very much appreciate it. Otherwise, make sure you get into the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. Check out NFLBigBoard.com. And if you've got a question for the show, be sure to call in 608-501-0718. Call or text 608-501-0718. going to take a quick little break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to launch right into this bad boy. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So straight away, I can tell you what I'm going to do differently this time. I am not going to have them taking Kyler Murray. I've already told you why I don't like that, and I will concede that that's probably what they're going to do. But I'm going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to do something that makes what I think is a little bit more sense. And we're going to hang on to the guy that we traded up for just one year ago, who happens to be a very talented quarterback. If we can just, you know, find a way to make the offense work by, I don't know, just spitballing here, maybe hire a new head coach, offensive-minded, able to scheme guys open. Maybe we'll work on fixing the offensive lines. Any of that stuff, maybe kind of ring a bell or I don't know. We'll see what happens. But we're not going to do a quarter or a uh, yeah quarterback here. The only real question for Arizona at this point, though, is do we want to take one of the top guys, which makes a lot of sense that we would, or do we trade back, take a massive haul because our team is kind of T-rash, 
and try to stack up on as many players as we can. Here's the situation as I see it. Obviously, I don't want to downplay the massive impact that a guy like Bosa or Quinnen would have. But if I were to just look at this team right now, there's no way in the world I'm going to say outside linebacker or defensive tackle is our biggest need. I'm also going to take into consideration as much as it doesn't matter all that much because Bosa's a freak no matter what, I'm looking for a 3-4 outside linebacker. Bosa needs to have his hand in the dirt 24-7. I mean, again, do you really want to drop Bosa in coverage? Can you even picture that happening, what that would even look like? I have no idea what that would even look like. Now, Quinnen, on the other hand, is definitely a freak. And we could have Chandler Jones, uh, Terrell Suggs, Gunter and Peters on the inside, who are okay, and then Quinnen, who is the real force on the inside. Then, I mean, you look at the fact also, I mean, they've got Peterson at corner, who's pretty solid. They've got Jordan Hicks, who's a decent linebacker. You got DJ Swearinger, who's a really good safety. It's not the worst defense in the history of the universe. I think ideally what we're going to do if we were smart is build around, do what every other team that drafted a quarterback is doing. They're building around their offense. We're assuming they're going defense, defense, defense because they have the number one overall pick and there's nothing but defense to pick from. Now, here's the other aspect. We could technically field a trade offer and try to not move back too far. And maybe one of these guys still falls into our lap, depending on where we where we fall back to. The question is, is anybody willing to come up? And the answer is going to be, yes, somebody's going to come up to get Kyler Murray. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going against conventional wisdom twice. Number one is that they're going to take Kyler Murray. Number two is that when you got a guy like Bosa or Quinn in there, you can't pass on him. But I'm going to go ahead and do it. Because this team need, we The success of our team is contingent on two things, very similar to the Packers the quarterback and our brand new head coach and we got to get it right neither of those two top guys is going to help us with either of those two things if we draft those guys guess how bad this offense is going to be real bad offensive line is trash our tight ends are not good we have Larry Fitzgerald maybe you can say Christian Kirk if they're smart enough to move him into the slot and put Fitzgerald back outside which I don't know if they're going to be that smart it's what I would have done last year but you know we'll see Either way, there's nothing to like on this. I'm moving. That's what I'm doing. I'm trading. Contingent on me finding a trade partner. And yes, I am doing this live, so I don't exactly know. We can try to bait 49ers to come up. I'll tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to make a trade with the New York Giants. New York Giants have to make a move. I don't think that this would actually, you know, theoretically, this isn't the kind of quarterback that they want. They're all over Dwayne Haskins, supposedly, which probably isn't true anyways. But the Gi- look, just look at what the Giants have. The Giants have a new revamped offensive line, which is pivotal for a young quarterback. They've got one of the best, if not arguably the best running back in the NFL in Saquon Barkley. They still have a talented wide receiving group and a talented receiving tight end. This is like one of the best case scenarios for a top quarterback to come into. Now, ideally, we make a trade for Russell Wilson. We package these two and maybe next year's first and, you know, we'll go that route. But I'm not going to get that crazy because then people just turn the, uh, they're just going to turn this podcast off instantly. So we're not going to do that. So for the sake of you know, whatever. Essentially, they're getting the two first-round picks, which is going to make this interesting because now Arizona is going to have two first-round picks. It would probably, there's a good chance it would also cost them their second-round pick, but that might be a little bit too much. But again, it doesn't really matter because we're not going into the second and third round. We're just doing first. So for the sake of what matters, it was their two first-round picks and something, fill in the blank, whatever you think is, is necessary. That's what it was. So with the first overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. Y'all like that little jingle, didn't you? I cannot promise I will be doing that 32 times, but I thought it was a nice touch. We'll see what happens.
So the 49ers back on the clock, um, I, I had considered, and maybe next week I'll have the Cardinals taken Bosa, I don't know. But I'm not really going to drag this out. I think it's kind of self-evident the 49ers really need pass rush help. Um, I already elaborated on that last week on how I don't know that it has to be that way. But I'm going to stick with it here. I'm not going to get overly crazy on everything I do. So with the second overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Nick Bosa, edge rusher, Ohio State. So now at three, we got the Jets. And it's the same problem we had last time, and that is that the Jets supposedly really want to trade out of this spot. I think it makes sense that they'd want to trade out of this spot. I'd, I'd like to give them Quinnen, but I, I want to really try to push this time to make sure that they can find a trade partner, which was the biggest problem last time, is I just couldn't find anyone that would be willing to move up to this spot. Did I say Dwayne Haskins for the Giants? I hope I didn't. I wrote in Dwayne Haskins, and that's not what I meant. I am very sorry if I got that wrong. I absolutely 100% meant Kyler Murray. I'm just looking at this like, why does that, what? But anyways, there's there's two things very clearly that the Jets have working in their back pocket right now. Number one is Quinn and Williams being on the board, who I, again, have said I believe is the best player in this draft. Number two are teams looking for quarterbacks. I don't exactly know how much in love teams are with certain quarterbacks, but it's possible between Dwayne Haskins, between Drew Locke, between... Um, I don't know, Daniel Jones, whatever. It's possible maybe somebody wants to move up and get him. The fact of the matter is, though, they might not get as sweet of a deal as they like. I don't know that a lot of teams are going to pay a ridiculous amount to be able to move up. The only other thing I can think that works to their favor is the fact that the Raiders are sitting at four, and it's very possible they could take anybody. So you can play with the fact that the Raiders are there off of anybody. All right, if you want a quarterback, you can get in somebody's ear and say, hey, you know, the, the Raiders are are looking at him. I mean, they had Drew ha- uh, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Haskins. They had Dwayne Haskins in for a visit. Uh, the, the If you want Quinn and Williams, the odds of him falling past the Raiders is pretty slim because they're in a position where they're just going to take a freak when a freak is sitting there. So if you want him, now is your shot. So here's what's going to happen. I did find, took me quite a while, but I found a trade partner. It's something that uh, I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard. A lot of people probably won't necessarily like it, but hear me out. The New York Jets have accepted a trade for a 2020 first-round pick from the Cincinnati Bengals, who are going to move from pick 11 to pick 3. And with the third overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State. So, a couple things. Um, I know everybody's thinking, well, they got to get a linebacker. Here's the thing that bothers me about that. Yes, they need a linebacker. You know what they need? To stop being terrible. The Cincinnati Bengals are just kind of garbage. Now look, I'm not necessarily saying Dalton's done, this is the end, but we've got to make a change. And by the way, the Cincinnati Bengals did make a change. They finally got rid of longtime head coach, the guy that's been there for a very, very long time. They're moving in a new direction with a new head coach, and with that they're going to pair with him a new quarterback. So if he has to sit behind Dalton for a year, that's fine. If he ends up winning the job this year, even better. To, to put a Band-Aid on this team by saying, well, they need a linebacker. Okay, we'll get a linebacker in the second round, third round, fifth round. Who cares? We'll get two linebackers. We'll get three. I, I, Look, we've got, we've got Jesse Bates um, at safety, who was really, really solid in his rookie year. We've got a pretty solid front with Lawson, Dunlap, and Atkins. And even though Geno Atkins is 10,000 years old, he's still got like four or five years left on his contract. We could use some corner help. Fine. But again... Do I want to sit there at 11 and take a linebacker or a corner? Or do I really want to get this thing going? 
And by the way, if I'm going to sit there on 11 and do something, I'm probably not going linebacker anyways. I'm going offensive line. But again, I, I want to start taking this seriously. And yeah, maybe we can wait a year. I, but I, I, as a team, I want to commit. I mean, you got the Arizona Cardinals talking about maybe just moving in a new direction with a new quarterback already after one year, and 90% of the people out there going, oh, yeah, I guess I can see that. The Cincinnati Bengals hired a new head coach. They want to go in a new direction, and we're going to fix this team with a new head coach and a linebacker? I don't think so. A 2021st is a lot, but this is where we're going with it. And, and as far as why Haskins, I just think Haskins is a very safe pick. And I, as much as everyone might look at it on the surface and say, well, you know, it's, it's Kyler Murray or Bust because, you know, he comes from the Sean McVay system and it's all kind of crazy. And okay, well, is Jared Goff kind of crazy or is he sort of a boring, just, you know, good pocket passing quarterback? What about Jimmy Garoppolo over there with uh, the 49ers? Is he like a crazy fast doing stuff? in? Mo- no, he's just a good quarterback. Can he run if he wants to on occasion? Sure. But that's not what we're trying to do. We've got a system and we need a guy that can execute. In other words, let me handle it with the scheme. I'll find a way to get guys open. I need a cerebral quarterback that knows how to think and make good decisions because I'm going to make sure that this thing works. I just need a guy that's going to make good decisions. I don't need you trying to be Superman. I don't need you to be Aaron Rodgersing around the field. Just sit there and do what I tell you to do. And I think Dwayne Haskins make, makes a lot of sense, and I, I, that's, that's the reason we're doing what we're doing. So there you go. So obviously, as a Packers fan, we're all very, very excited about this to see quarter, two quarterbacks gone already, knowing that there could actually be a couple more gone, or at least one more gone, before uh, the Packers pick. Beyond that, the assumption was going to be that the, the Bengals were going to take a linebacker. They took a quarterback. And the team that moved back, the Jets, more than likely is going to be going offensive line, meaning another defender is probably going to fall to us. Now, we maybe lose an offensive lineman, but whatever. But anyways, the Raiders are up there on the clock. I think this is borderline best-case scenario for the Raiders. Um, Mayock has talked about the importance of interior pressure, as has just about everybody, despite Raiders thinking they have a pretty decent interior um, defensive line. I don't think they really do. It's okay, I guess. But again, this one's relatively simple. They are going to be standing there um, with the card in hand right after Dwayne Haskins goes to the Bengals. And with the fourth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle, Alabama. So as I said, they, they probably could have gone a couple different ways. Maybe if uh, Quinnen and, and Bosa are both gone, they could look to trade, possibly. Maybe they go quarterback, unless those are the three that go, uh, Murray, Bosa, and Quinnen. But either way, with this particular situation, um, more than likely they're probably just going to sit put and stay put and just take whoever's there because they probably have four that they really, really like. I would assume at least three. But Quinnen's gone. He's consistently one of the guys that I have said that if he's available, I would be willing to trade up for. But uh, he's got to make it past four, I would say. Maybe four. I don't know. I think if we package our two first and move up, as much as I don't really like that because I like the potential that we can get with those two picks being two different people... Quinnen is maybe the one guy where it's like, all right, fine, we'll trade up to get him. So strolling right along, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five here. The only real complication I have is trying to decide what side of the ball I want to work on. Um, To be completely honest, if I had any option, it would probably be to work on this offensive line, maybe even quarterback, but I probably won't touch that uh, as as a... I think it's somewhat of a delicate thing where... Maybe Winston is going to be the guy, even though I know I'm going to replace him. I want to make sure I get it right, and I don't think I want to go with Daniel Jones 
especially this early in the draft, as sort of the future, and then we try to move on from Winston, and then Daniel Jones is a nightmare, and the whole thing just collapses. I'm going to wait until we're in a position to get a really good quarterback um, and somebody that I actually believe in, which is not going to be Daniel Jones. However, as, as I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with where we're at, being that as much as I'd like to work on the offense, um, we can address that a little bit later perhaps, but there's a guy sitting there that I think would be a really good fit for our team. Uh, we do have uh, some options there, but I think we can definitely get a lot better. So with the fifth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Josh Allen, edge rusher, Kentucky. So it's a good fit with that 3-4 system. He's going to fit better there than what he would with you know the Raiders or... Uh, you know, any other 4-3 team to be able to drop into space and, and work those kinds of things. We have Jason Pierre-Paul, but he's obviously getting up in age and he isn't exactly what he was. So we got Vita Vea last year, who I know people think of as not being a great pick, but I think he started coming on strong toward the end of the year. I think he's going to be a good, solid piece in the middle of that defense. They've got Gerald McCoy, who's obviously a monster in the middle, and then Shaquille Barrett on the other side is going to be pretty solid. But Josh Allen is going to be that guy. He's going to be our go-to pass rusher that's going to kind of be the main piece of our defense. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals are back on the clock. Now, the the interesting strategy here, and remember, I know for the sake of this mock draft, we have uh, just these two picks, but we also have, you know, roughly a second round pick after this. So we can do several things. So not knowing exactly who I'm going to pick yet at this particular point in time, I will say that I don't necessarily feel like I have to stretch and go get an offensive player, even though that was the reason I moved off that spot, because we're also going to be picking at 17, and we also have an additional second-round pick. We'll just call it a second. And in fact, because we have the two additional picks, I think it would behoove us to be intelligent about this. In other words, if we trade out of that spot and give out and give up an elite player and then reach on mediocre talent, we're doing ourselves a massive disservice. So to be honest, I'm having a bit of a tough time here, and I'm, I'm kind of coming into the same problem that I had last year when I said, you know what, I think this team is going to be pretty solid because their offensive line isn't actually that bad. If we look at their offensive line, first of all, this entire offensive line was hurt last year, which is the same thing that happened the year before. Last year, I said this team isn't going to be bad because they're going to have their whole offensive line back. Well, the entire offensive line got hurt again. Left tackle DJ Humphreys was injured. Uh, he was on IR from, if this thing would stop messing up, about mid-season, he got put on IR. A.Q. Shipley, their center, was on IR the entire year. Now, they still have Cole Mason, but he wasn't all that great. But A.Q. Shipley isn't bad. They also went out last year and got Justin Pugh. He was a high-dollar guy that was supposed to come in and really help out a lot. Well, he came over as one of the better guards in the NFL, and he went right on IR. He played about a half a year. He didn't play all that well. But neither did Rosen, and neither did their stud running back, uh, David Johnson, who graded out as the 51st best running back in the NFL, which is a joke, because he's a stud. And on the right side, they've got Marcus Gilbert, who's not bad. And when I say not bad, I'm looking at the tackles specifically, which is one area where I'm thinking maybe this is the direction we should go. But I don't know if I want a left tackle, because in 2017, before DJ Humphreys went on IR, he was actually a really good left tackle. So, and he's young. Maybe we could look for a right tackle, but again, Marcus Gilbert isn't really bad. So offensive line is something I'd like to do, but I'm not entirely sure. Perhaps what I could do is get a guy like Jonah Williams and play him at guard, because although Justin Pugh has a real good possibility of maybe stepping up and being a stud again, I'm not sure how I feel about J.R. Sweezy. He was he was a decent guard for a while, but um, 
I believe he did play all all year last year, including in the wild card. He played for Seattle, which kind of goes to show that you know how not good he is. So, anyways, that's one option. I think getting a guard slash uh, tackle hybrid and putting him at left guard next to Humphreys isn't the worst option. And if he ends up being a stud tackle, maybe we'll just put him at gu- in place of Gilbert, anyways, or Humphreys or whoever, because a tackle is just super important. Another thing that I am considering here, though, is taking Ed Oliver. I don't think Kemdichi was a very good experiment. And again, we've got Terrell Suggs, we've got Chandler Jones, we've got some veteran top-tier pass rushers on the outside, we've got some decent guys on the inside, but none of them are really good pass rushers, at least the guys on the inside. In fact, outside of Terrell Suggs, I don't know that we have really anybody that's a very good pass rusher. Chandler Jones made some hay in his day, but last year he just was not very effective. So you know what, I think, I think I, maybe that's what we're going to do. With the sixth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Ed Oliver, defensive tackle, Houston. So in a sense, we're taking a similar prospect to Quinnen Williams, who would have been our pick anyways. He's not as good, but we get Quinnen Williams light, and then we also get an additional first-round pick, and we will probably go offense in that pick because we need to at least address it, whether it's a wide receiver, tight end, whatever. So next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and man, am I excited that they didn't uh, that they took Ed Oliver, not an offensive player, because we need offensive players. We still have a solid defense, right? We still got Darius and Smoot and Ngakwe and Campbell up front. We got Miles Jack at lamb, linebacker, Boye and Ramsey uh, at corner. I mean, it's, it's still a pretty studly group, right? Other defenses have garnered a lot of attention, but this is still one of the scarier and more elite, um, top-tier talent-type defenses out there. So it really just comes down to what exactly it is that I want to do. But I'm not going to spend too much time on it. With the sixth overall, excuse me, seventh overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle, Florida. Next up, we got the division rival, Detroit Lions. We've talked about them a decent amount. I know going into it, they were real big on looking for a tight end, but they went out and found a tight end. I don't exactly remember what my pick was last time. But I have a feeling that my mind is in a similar direction. Um, as I've said before, Trey Flowers is a pretty solid guy on the outside. Um, Robinson and Harrison are just absolutely studly on the inside. There is a desire to get a linebacker. I think corner would be an option. Pass rusher is a real strong consideration. Otherwise, I'm looking to maybe try to fix this offensive line. Not that it's bad. Decker's fine, Wagner's fine, Ragnow's young with a lot of potential, Glasgow in the middle isn't bad. None of these guys are elite, but they're a solid line. But TJ Lang being gone isn't great, but we can address that a little bit later. I think the biggest question is going to be, is there a pass rusher we like? And if not, we got to go linebacker. And I'm, I'm, I, I can make a case for both, but I think one is more of a overthinking type thing kind of talking about identity and remember back in the day this or that or whatever and the other one is just like come on man you know the right decision here with the eighth overall pick in the 2019 nfl draft the detroit lions select montez sweat edge rusher mississippi state so i i'll be honest i don't even remember the guy's name i know i looked it up before because i wanted to remember him because he was just an absolute terror and i hated playing the lions because i hated playing against this guy and i remember i found him and his pff grade was garbage but whatever i don't care because i remember playing him and he was an absolute nightmare so there's a part of me that says you know we've got a decent front we've got some pieces in the secondary let's just get that guy in the middle because i just remember how incredibly frustrating it was the guy was everywhere you couldn't run against the team because he was just everywhere and he could blitz and it was oh it was it was horrible but again i feel like that's overthinking it a bit. 
um, even if Devin White is a little bit of a better player. And it really it just comes down to what you think about Montez or Brian Burns or whoever. If you don't think they're going to get it done for you, just go ahead and get Devin White. But I think with the potential, especially with uh, Trey Flowers on one side, just having that dual threat I think is a really solid thing to do. Again, unless you just think he's not going to pan out, just take Montez. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills. Definitely some holes here that we can work on. Um, I, I, you know, I think some work can be done up front on the defense. That is, um, the interior could use a little bit of help. I like the linebackers. I like the safeties. Uh, Tre'Davious completely fell off for being just an absolute stud in his rookie year. I don't know what happened in year two, but he was not nearly as productive. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want to go corner, but even if Tre'Davious comes back, we still don't have enough people. That would be a consideration if we like somebody like Byron Murphy that early, but it's just a consideration. Um, Offensive line is certainly one of the biggest thoughts that I have. Also wouldn't mind thinking about running back LaShawn McCoy. You know, I just don't know what exactly we think we're going to get out of him. You know, we went out and got Frank Gore, but it doesn't really solve the problem of what exactly is the future at running back for this team. Otherwise, wide receiver. I think the, the only real question, though, because, again, we do have Allen as our quarterback, and we need to make sure we do everything we can to help him, is going to be, are we getting a running back, a pass catcher, or are we doing offensive line? And um, I think, hmm, I think last time I went with DK Metcalf because I said he was a good fit as far as being that big receiver to get down the field for Allen, who has his big arm, and that does make a lot of sense, if I do, if I do say so myself. But I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction this time. With a ninth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, Alabama. So I I tend to think I'm a little higher on Jonah than a lot of people. He's been consistently on NFL Big Board as a top 10 player. A lot of people see him as dropping into the mid-first round-ish. I just think he's a solid player. I think he's he's a good enough pass blocker. I think he's a very good run blocker. I think his versatility makes him really appealing. Um... The Bills in particular, if you look at what they need to be able to protect their quarterback, is going to be huge. Got to get some weapons, but we got to protect them first and foremost. We need help on the right side. Naseki or whatever his name is, not a very good option, and our guards are not very good. To have that kind of versatility to be able to plug him in at right tackle primarily, but if we don't need him there, putting him at guard uh, temporarily or permanently or whatever can be really, really awesome. And a lot of people look at him as being somebody that can be a plug-and-play guard is in in other words he can be pretty good but he can be a really really good guard if I said he can be a pretty good tackle a really good guard is what a lot of people think either way I don't care I would love to have either of those if I'm the Buffalo Bills because we we got to protect the quarterback that's all there is to it so there you go next up we have the Denver Broncos um I don't really want to make the same pick but I think I'm going to maybe next time I'll switch it up I don't you know not everything needs to be exactly different so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I'll, I'll explain it for those that maybe didn't hear my explanation last time. But with the 10th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Drew Locke, quarterback, Missouri. So this could very well be a smokescreen. The The Broncos did get a quarterback. Um, you know, if you look at the last time they won a Super Bowl, they went out and got a guy that was over the hill. He was not in his best state, but he was a guy that was an intelligent enough quarterback that with a solid defense, they could drag this team into the Super Bowl and actually win it. Now, I don't think this defense is anywhere near what it was, and I don't think Flacco um, is exactly the same quarterback, even as bad as Manning was at that particular point in time physically. 
Um, his arm was nowhere near as good, and obviously he had zero mobility. Even so, what he could do with his mind was incredible. But still, we, we, we can have that similar thought process. But even still, Flacco is still a short-term solution. Um, we're going to get Drew Locke, similar to what we've said about Aaron Rodgers. The ability to have a guy sit for, for at least a year, but you know one, two, even possibly three years to really learn behind somebody. And then when you come out of the gate, you're just destroying things. And, and listen, Joe Flacco has everything you need as far as being a teacher. He, he's, has a, he's willing to be a teacher. He's got a lot of knowledge. Um, letting him sit for a year behind, um, behind Flacco, I think, makes a lot of sense. So anyways, next up, the Jets are back on the clock. I have to assume they're not super thrilled with the fact that uh, Jonah and Jawan Taylor are off the board because we're in a pretty similar situation to the Buffalo Bills. Um, we need wide receivers, and we need offensive line. And we probably need offensive line more than anything. Um, I would say tight end is an option here, but if any Jets fans are listening, again, they're going to be really upset because they like Chris Herndon a lot, so I'm not going to go that route. But I really feel like we need to do something to help this uh, this team along. There is a part of me that's wondering if we could move back again, but I'm not going to do that in a draft. So I think I know what we're going to do, and I don't really think it's a reach. It's a reach according to my board here, but I don't think it's a reach at all. With the 11th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, Washington State. So it's actually kind of funny. Coming into this year, it was supposed to be really, really weak quarterback class and really, really weak offensive line class. So far, we've had three quarterbacks and three offensive tackles go before the Packers pick at 12. But it's just, I mean, you know, first of all, Dillard's a, a solid player. Beyond that, though, I just, you know, looking at this offense, there's nothing. There's just nothing. They got Kalechi Osemele, maybe something there, but he fell off a cliff last year. Uh, Kelvin Beecham on the left side has never been much of anything. We got Brandon Shell who's young, but I just don't care. I think Andre Dillard goes in at left tackle, and we just put him there, and that's just the end of it. He's, he's got good athleticism to, to handle the speed off the left side, and uh, we got a little bit more work to do along the inside. we got to get some wide receivers, but getting that solid left tackle for, for Sam Darnold to be able to protect him, that's going to be important. And also, we got to remember with Le'Veon Bell here. Le'Veon Bell had a pretty decent offensive line for a very long time to be able to run behind and the bottom line is with Le'Veon Bell and his patient style of running, as I've said several times, being patient is great when you can afford to be patient. When defensive, when, when defenders are getting into the backfield in a matter of seconds, you can't be patient. You need to be decisive. You need to go. So it'll, it'll be kind of interesting to see that dynamic. But we've got to fix the offensive line, so we're going with Dillard. And I think he's going to be playing left tackle for us. All right, so finally the Packers are on the clock. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll uh, come back and get into it. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So we've got right now Devin White, we've got Devin Bush, We've got TJ Hawkinson. We've got Brian Burns. I'm assuming these are the names of the guys that people would want as far as Packer fans, and I'm okay with that list. And I kind of think I know what I'm going to do. It's going to be a slightly different approach than what I've been saying, but it, it really does make a lot of sense. I've, I've alluded to it a little bit, but it just seems like it's the maybe the biggest high-impact move, arguably. And we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but here we go. 
With the 12th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Brian Burns, edge rusher, Florida State. Oh, the chills are crazy right now. Jeez. Get it under control, man. Get it under control. It's so close. It felt real. It just felt real in that moment. Whew. Man. Oh, man. I'm going to freak out. I don't know if I can even do a live stream. I'm going to be a psychopath. But no, look, Brian Burns is the kind of guy that can be, I don't know that he's an every down kind of guy. In other words, I don't know how good of a run defender he's going to be, even though I think he's better than he gets credit for. Even on his slender frame, he's he can kind of hold up on blocks and stuff. But with his ridiculous athleticism, even after putting on that weight, um, I, I remember, I still remember the date because I'm proud of it. It was December 7th. I threw it up on Twitter that I wanted somebody to explain to me why Brian Burns wasn't getting any love. He was seen as like the fourth, fifth, sixth best pass rusher. And I said, I don't get it. I said, he should be in the same conversation with Josh Allen. Maybe not quite as good, but nearly as good. He was my first draft crush in this whole process. His ability to bend, I mean, he can be easily the 10 sack, 11 sack, 12 sack guy on this team. Is he going to be as good against the run as as uh, either of the Smiths? No, but that's fine. And again, the, the versatility that it provides is not necessarily, well, we already got two guys, what happens? Well, it's a rotation. You, you might have you know Preston and Burns out there. You might have Preston and Zadarius. You might have Burns and Zadarius. And let's not forget, again, Zadarius Smith spent about 50% of his time with Baltimore as a hand-in-the-dirt defensive lineman, meaning we could have a situation in which we went from Nick Perry to Preston Smith, which is a a big upgrade, especially in regard to pass rush. We went from Clay Matthews to Brian Burns, which is a massive upgrade in pass rush. We continue to have Kenny Clark, we continue to have uh, Mike Daniels, and we go from Dean Lowry to Zadarius Smith. Unbelievable upgrade across the board along the defensive line. The Green Bay Packers just got scary up front and and the impact that that's going to have on our secondary especially with Adrian Amos roaming around out back so our safety group is already better our corners are already going to get already going to be getting better based on just being in their second year and then you add in the fact that there's actually a consistent pass rush up front leaps and bounds the corners are getting better so similar to some of these other picks we can get cute and go TJ Hawkinson but it doesn't we can, we can go Devin White. We can go Devin Bush. I just think Brian Burns is the kind of guy that's going to, if anyone's going to really take this thing to the next level to where the defense is scary, it's probably going to be Brian Burns. So there you go. All right, let's clip it along. Let's keep clipping because we're kind of falling behind. So the Miami Dolphins have uh, Fitz Magic. So obviously, obviously everything's fine. We can just forfeit this pick and we're going to win the Super Bowl because, I mean, come on. No, but I mean, that's going to be the answer for now. Maybe next year we'll look at a quarterback. There's going to be quite a few of them, maybe, depending on how many come out and how many stay in. But there's a lot of big-name quarterbacks. So we're going to do whatever we can with Fitzpatrick. In the process, in the meantime, we're just going to go out and try to get as many really, really good football players as we can. And I think if there's going to be somebody on this list that's really going to be a stud, although it could be somewhat of a bust, uh, we're going to take our chances. He's number five overall on my big board. Some people have him, several people see him as a top five prospect in this class. Again, don't know if I agree, but who cares what I think. With the 13th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Devin White, linebacker, LSU. So offensive line is relatively depleted so far. Albert Wilson proved to be a pretty big weapon. Uh, we've got a better quarterback to be able to feed him. Uh, Parker on the outside, again, at least we have a better quarterback to feed him. But I think our, 
our defense, excuse me, is what needs probably the most work. We've already invested quite a bit in it. I understand that, but you know, Jerome Baker, these have been like mid-round guys that I don't think are going to do all that much. And Kiko Alonso is just, he's, I mean, he's just not a good football player. So again, is this going to fix anything? No, not at all. But this is going to be one of those pieces that in two, three years after we get a couple more pieces and get a quarterback in here, he's going to be the guy that it's like, man, was that a good pick? He is such a good football player. But, uh, you know, it's we're, we're thinking long term here. Next up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons. Their dream pick would have been Ed Oliver. He left a long time ago. Fortunately for them, though, this is a pretty uh, defense-heavy draft, especially defensive line. So we, we've got a few options along the defensive line. I'm also curious about replacing Vic Beasley. I just don't know if this is going to work, man. He just has never really panned out despite being an early-round guy. We'll see. I don't know that there's really anybody left anyways, but that's definitely an option. Really, to be completely honest, there's Grady Jarrett up front. We've got Deion Jones at linebacker, who's pretty solid. we got Ricardo Allen at safety, who's pretty solid. And we've got some pretty good corners. But we could use a little bit more help for Grady Jarrett up front. Otherwise, I'd be interested in looking at uh, some options up front on offense. This is an offensive team, and if we want to stick with identity as much as we don't want to get away from uh, the defense, which Atlanta's worked pretty hard to try to get that righted, because they've been similar to the Packers and some of these other teams like the Saints, where it's all offense and no defense. We don't want to completely do that, but I don't want to get away too entirely from the idea of, of looking at offense either. It's t- I mean, th- this is the first time where it's actually tough, because almost everybody at the top of the board is somebody that makes sense to me. I think Rashawn Gary would make a lot of sense because he is versatile. He can be inside-outside. you got TJ Hawkinson. I actually think that would make a lot of sense. Getting a real stud... Um, you know, pass-catching tight end that also would help you in the blocking game. DK Metcalf, do you really want a guy like that? I don't know. We already got Julio, but would it be the worst thing in the world to have two? Probably not, especially when when you have a very capable quarterback that you know is going to be able to get the ball to him. How about Cleveland Furl? I think that would make a lot of sense. Christian Wilkins, I think that would make a lot of sense. So, yeah, there's 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 a lot of really good options here. But I think I know what I'm going to do. With the 14th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Cleland Furl, edge rusher, Clemson. Now, I haven't ever really been a huge Cleland Furl fan, but his his production is ridiculous. Just looking at my fancy, handy-dandy little chart here, his pass rush percentage, which again, is the percentage of time he was able to generate a pressure, is 17.3. Now, that's only 10th, which is crazy, but it's college, so these guys have pretty solid production. Plus, it's a ridiculous draft class for edge rushers. But 17.3 is insane. I don't think there was a single defender, maybe the guy whose name I always forget over for the Rams, not Ed Oliver. Man, Ed, Ed Oliver entering this is just messing my life up because I just want to call that guy Ed Oliver all the time. But anyways, 17% is freakish. He played for a big program, um, you know, second biggest in the nation. 17% of the time he's generating pressure. Uh, Basically a a 10% run stop percentage is phenomenal. PFF gave him an elite pass rush grade. And the bottom line is I just don't really like this team up front. And it's, it's as much as we want a pass rushing interior guy, I think Grady Jarrett is pretty solid as a pass rusher on the inside. I don't care for Vic Beasley. And I think Takaris McKinley, even though we just drafted him and I'm certainly not replacing him, he hasn't done anything. He's just not good enough. So, you know, do what you want with him, but we don't have a good pass rusher on the outside and we need one. So I'm going to take the best one available. He's going to be a real good fit in the 4-3 scheme. End of story. Next up, we have the Redskins. The biggest question I think we have to ask is what are our thoughts on Case Keenum? And as a Packer fan, I would love nothing more than to go Daniel Jones, and I may go that route. 
but I, you know, we, we saw what Case Keenum was able to do, and he was able to do some stuff. He's not horrible. I don't know how much worse he even is than Alex Smith, to be completely honest. I, I'll, I'll concede he's worse, um, not to insult the man, but, I, you know, how dire is it now that we have Case Keenum? Not very. Uh, I think, you know, especially when you take a look at the offensive line needs, when you take a look at potentially the tight end needs, I know they've got some talent there, but Jordan Reed can never stay healthy, and Vernon Davis is 60 billion years old. You look at their need at wide receiver, which is just perpetual. Uh, I think they could use corners. I think they could use linebackers massively. Uh, Safeties would be huge. There's so many things they need. Do I really want to reach on a quarterback? I I, kind of confidently think the answer is no. The question is, what, what is our goal here? I mean, are, are we rolling the dice with Keenum? This is it. We're going. Are we going for it? Are we going to win the division? Are we going to take a shot? I suppose we probably should. We've got some talent along the defensive front with all these Alabama guys, Payne and Allen, and we've got uh, Ryan Anderson on the outside who's pretty solid. Josh Norman isn't what he was, but he's still something. But I think if, we get a, if we're going to get this thing going, we, we really have to work on the offense. And the fact of the matter is, um, we do have a really good, we, I mean, we have Adrian Peterson, but that's not who I'm talking about. We've got Darius Geis, who was considered by some to be the best in the class. I don't know exactly where they get that nonsense from, but, um, very, very talented, very, very talented running back. And I think that's kind of where my head's at. And it's, it's one of a few different things. And there's, there's wide receivers. I think we can get wide receiver in the second round if we wanted to. I'm not going to go that route. The question is, do we want to bolster this offensive line or do we want to maybe get a tight end to offer a target slash blocker and a, a relief valve for a you know mediocre to potentially subpar quarterback, which is one of my favorite things. Even some of the rookies I had considered it because that's one of my favorite things for slightly less talented quarterbacks is to give them that relief valve at tight end. But again, we have Jordan Reed, we have Vernon Davis. They can do something. And what I think I'm going to actually do here is I'm going to get away from my board a little bit because you know I mean it, it's still an aggregation. It still is what it is, but. My thinking has changed a little bit. I don't know exactly who's dragging these guys to where they are, but I would be comfortable with this pick. But with the 15th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chris Lindstrom, offensive guard, Boston College. Now, uh, on the website, he's graded like 40th, rated 40th. My general thought here is I kind of feel like the Redskins, as far as identity, have always been a trenches kind of team. Good offensive line play like from guys like Scherf, Good defensive line play from big Alabama guys. I just feel like that is, the, you know, just to look at the fact that they want Alabama all the time. What is Alabama? Big, strong, you know, smash you in the mouth kind of guys. I just kind of think that's their identity. Lean on the run game. Protect Keenum. Dump the ball off to Reed and Davis and see what you can do with these athletes we have on the outside with Dotson and uh, Richardson and whatnot. And really just try to go old school ground and pound and just beat you, you know, up against the ropes. And just I, that's what we're going to do. And then hopefully in the second round, we can turn around and get a, you know, a J.J. Arcega-Whiteside or maybe a Hollywood Brown get crazy with it. I don't know, but that'll be a problem for somebody else because I'm not doing a second round mock. And yes, we could have actually traded out of that spot. That would have been an option, but I did not do that. Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers um, just, you know, doing kind of a once over. I don't care for the secondary. Never been a big fan of these wide receivers. I really think somebody needs to do something. And uh, offensive line isn't terrible, but we could certainly do something there. Also, tight end is an option. Greg Olson, clearly not what he was. So some things to think about. But with that said, with the 16th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select TJ Hawkinson, tight end, Iowa. I don't know 
that this is my favorite move based on need, but we know that this guy works really well, um, Cam Newton that is, and this team in general works really well with tight ends based on what we've seen with, with uh, Olsen. Olsen's still there, so he could be a good tutor to TJ Hawkinson. I think it's a good fit in terms of, you know, I, one reason to get DK Metcalf for this team is just somebody that Cam Newton can't overthrow. But beyond that, I just think this is this is too far for TJ Hawkinson as it is. Somebody's got to just take him. And uh, considering the talent of TJ Hawkinson, I just think the Panthers are going to look at the other options and say, as nice as that is, TJ Hawkinson is just the easier can't-miss prospect, so we're just going to take the easy money and go with TJ here. Next up on the clock, we have the Carolina, or excuse me, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals back on the clock. So once again, we're kind of looking at a situation where offensive line is not necessarily the best option. I mean, there are options, but again, as I'm looking at this, maybe I'm just crazy. We, 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 can, we can get a guard and replace Sweezy, and that's fine. Um, the other option would be to trade back and try to get a guard where he's a little bit better value. But again, I mean, there's so many things that we need. I mean, if TJ Hawkinson was here, I don't even think I'd think about it. We would have picked him up. Again, looking at this, we've got A.Q. Shipley and a backup Mason Cole, two very capable centers. We've got Humphrey and Gilbert, who are not terrible and Justin Pugh get right guard is not horrible either. If we get a left guard in the second round with our extra second round pick or third round, who cares? We picked up Ed Oliver, who's going to help us on the defensive side of the ball. I do want to get some kind of help on offense. As far as options, DK Metcalf is still sitting there. I think that could be real scary. And, I, and, and if you think about it, think about that trio of Christian Kirk, who is a very electrifying kind of wide receiver. Again, I would love to put him back in the slot and put... Um, Larry Fitzgerald back on the outside, and then you've got Larry Fitzgerald back on the outside, Christian Kirk playing slot, and now DK Metcalf is the big go-up-and-get-it kind of guy. Other options, we do have Noah Fant as a receiving option, which maybe is a little bit better of an option depending on what your thoughts on the quarterback are uh, with Josh Rosen. Otherwise, Garrett Bradbury is there, Cody Ford is there, um, Dalton Reisner if you want to go tackle, uh, you know, Greg Little depending on what you think about that. Other wide receiver options... But I, I think there's a lot on the line as far as making sure that this thing works. And um, with that said, I'm, I'm eh, this is tough. But I think I got my pick. With the 17th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Cody Ford, offensive guard, Oklahoma. Now, the one cool thing about this is there's, it's kind of confusing, but I, I guess you can say the Cardinals are going to be running something similar to what happened in Oklahoma. Similar kind of scheme to what they had. So, you know, I know some people see Cody Ford as a tackle. Maybe he's going to be a tackle. I don't really care. I would like to bring him in as a guard and see what happens with that, uh, particularly left guard. And, again, if things can kind of pick up, if Humphreys and Gilbert can play to a, a decent standard, if A.Q. Shipley and or Mason Cole can step up as a center, maybe one of those guys can play guard. I don't know. I don't care. And if Justin Pugue can, um, you know, step up and, and get back to what he was, which is one of the top guards in the NFL back in, you know, 2015, 2016, um, we could have a decent offensive line. I, there's no guarantee or need or whatever that that's going to happen, but either way, it needs to happen that we get a guard, and we got one, and I think it was a decent value. Next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings. I'm probably not super thrilled with all the offensive linemen going off, but they're still offensive linemen if we want to go that route. And again, we've talked about them, um, you know, I think really getting a solid defensive defensive lineman could be really, really beneficial for them. Um, not going to go DK, although you could make an argument that then you got that trio, but no, we're not doing that. You know what, I, I, hmm, I'm just going to do something a little bit different. Maybe. No, yeah, I am. I was going to say maybe we get a tackle, but I don't think I want to do that. Could maybe go Fant, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to mix it up. 
And again, I don't know what Vikings fans are going to think because I think they think higher of this general position group than 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 um, than I do. But either way, it's a great value for this player, and it's one of those things that I'm not super happy about as a Packers fan. With the 18th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Byron Murphy, cornerback, Washington. So you could go greedy there if you wanted to. I honestly don't really know their scheme. I know Byron is seen as more of a... Um, a zone guy, whereas Greedy is more of a press guy. I don't know if I, I mean, I, I shouldn't argue because that seems to be consensus. I didn't really necessarily think there was anything wrong with Byron Murphy's ability to play, play corner. I mean, press corner, whatever. But the bottom line is I think it's very, very clear that Byron Murphy is the better corner. And I, I just don't care for the Vikings corners in general. Um, again, Mackenzie Alexander showed a lot last year in the slot. Trey Wayne's, you know, I mean, if one of these guys can step up between Waynes and Rhodes, uh, I, I wouldn't be super optimistic. But let's say it's Trey Waynes. We've got a legitimate number one guy. And now we've got Daniil Hunter, who is a good pass rusher. We have Linval Joseph, who is solid against the run. We have Everson Griffin, who isn't exactly what we like, but we still got him. We got Barr and Kendricks, who aren't great, but they're not terrible. We've got two very, very good safeties. And now we've got a pretty solid cornerback group. And that's the cool thing about that. That's one of those picks where you go from, I don't really care for this group, to this could be a really good group with that kind of a pick. Now, yes, we still need offensive line. I could have gone with a center. There's a bunch of centers still out there. But, you know, as I said, I, I had somebody reach out to me and say they like Pat Elfline. And considering his youth, they probably don't want to go that way. Um, maybe if you get a guy that has some versatility that can play center and guard, you can go that route. But we can wait on the guards considered going tackle but we've got Brian O'Neill who we just drafted so I want to give that a little bit of a time a little bit of time so really I'm just looking for guards and I'm not really going to want to reach here especially with a guy like Byron Murphy who could have been gone a while ago that's still sitting there so there you go next up we have the Tennessee Titans um biggest issue with what I have here is that this offense just never gets a chance I mean you get a new offensive coordinator every single year and obviously with the Packers hiring away their offensive coordinator they're going to have a new offensive coordinator and a new scheme all over again these guys just need a chance to get some consistency going there's nobody I hate on this offense Um, all three of their wide receivers including Adam Humphreys who they signed are graded out by PFF as good Mariota is graded out as good Delaney Walker is good Lawan Saffold Jones Conklin are all pretty good they didn't necessarily grade out that way but they are good football players Corey Levin I don't know probably could use an upgrade there I just really want something to be different with this offense but I just also don't know that this is exactly where we need it to be as far as getting talent to help our team overall I just I just feel bad for the offense so maybe it's not players they just need some consistency with the coaching staff Uh, on defense we have Jarrell Casey who is just an absolute freak on the inside we got Cameron Wake who believe it or not, is still a stud on the outside. He's maybe not exactly what he was, but talk about an ageless wonder. We've got some decent corners. We got Bayard at safety. We picked up Vaccaro, but I think I know what I want to do here. With the 19th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Christian Wilkins defensive tackle out of Clemson. So really what this just came down to is, number one, getting a good player. There's a couple that are falling. Uh, DK's still there. Rashawn Gary's still there. But I, I, I don't really care for our ability to rush the passer. Uh, Landry, I don't think, gave us exactly what we were hoping for. Uh, we don't have anybody else on the outside, so outside linebacker would be an option if there was somebody there I liked a little bit more. Uh, right now, it just seems like it's Jarrell Casey and nobody, and I just want to start building up uh, you know, the best I can. And I think Christian Wilkins is a solid player. He's going to be real good against the run. He's going to be getting consistent pressure along the inside. It just, it just seems like the smart decision to make. 
And next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. This could not be any easier. If there was an opportunity for the Packers to trade up with the Titans to be able to steal this guy away, I'm guessing they would have. But typically, the way I do this is I don't look for a team that wants to move up and then force their way up. I, I start with the premise of, is there a guy I want? And if I just can't find anybody I like at a good value, I just move out of that spot. That wasn't the case with the Titans or the Vikings or anybody. So the Steelers are on the clock, and I'm not going to drag this out because I, I have said before and I believe and I've heard other people now parrot this obviously because they watch my YouTube videos and they just steal my ideas that's a joke but with the hold on cue the music with the 20th overall pick in the 2019 NFL draft the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devin Bush linebacker Michigan great player could have been gone at 12 could have been gone anytime since then but I just feel like this is a tone setter a guy that the Steelers are needing you know, they need to get some attitude back. They need to get their, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going on over there as far as rumors and this and that. And we, we, we just need to get back to doing what the Steelers do and kind of revert back to our identity to kind of get rid of the nonsense. Just feels like a really, really comfortable pick. Next on the clock, we've got the Seattle Seahawks. And, uh, you know, presumably they haven't traded away their quarterback yet. And I think it's another one that's kind of, I mean, we could, we could do some stuff here. I think Noah Fant is intriguing. I think Rashawn Gary is an option. I think that's the, exactly the kind of player that the Seattle Seahawks uh, tend to go for and tend to like. But, um, you know, one of the unfortunate things about allowing a position group to get so out of control is now we have to address it. As much as I would love to be able to get Rashawn Gary in this spot, I'd love to be able to just pick a luxury pick like Noah Fant just because we can. We can't. And again, I'm not a big fan of their GM, but anyways... With the 21st pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Garrett Bradbury, offensive center, NC State. So I'm just going to call Garrett Bradbury an interior offensive lineman. Wherever it is we can plug him in, we're going to plug him in because we just need a lot of help on that offensive line. If we're able to keep our quarterback, which hopefully we can, not getting him offensive line help is criminal. I understand, you know, hey, he can be on the move and he can make stuff happen and we don't need baloney. Get the guy some help for crying out loud. So now at 22, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. One of the negatives about the Baltimore Ravens is they last year had one of the more dominant defenses and a lot of pieces left. They lost Zadarius, they lost Suggs. They did add Thomas, who was an absolute freak. But we, we've got some stuff to do. But beyond that, the bigger problem is I don't really want to fix it because we have so many needs on the offense. We have 60,000 tight ends, none of which are super great, but you know that's not an option because we have them. Uh, we did pick up Ingram, who's going to be able to help a lot. I think the biggest question right now is to be able to help Jackson at quarterback, is it going to be offensive line or wide receiver? And those are really the only two questions that I have. We just got Orlando Brown at right tackle. We're not replacing him. I really think as much as this is more a guy that I would prefer for a more veteran or maybe just a different skill set kind of player, it's just it, 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 it just has to happen, I think. With the 22nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Mississippi, or Ole Miss. So the biggest problem I have with this is I just do not trust Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. I mean, I hope for his sake and for, for the sake of viewerships, you know, I, I wanted him to be successful. I just don't see it. I didn't see it then. I was hopeful, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. But we'll see. Maybe he can develop. But for, for a guy like him, I would rather get him some some quick read type stuff and you can do that with dk right i don't i don't know this could work out it really could and and for all his faults i do think he has a really good arm 
Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's I, the, one of the reasons he reminded me of Vic wasn't just his speed; it was the whole flick of the wrist on the move, and that thing just sails. So maybe it'll work. Get him a big target that can get down the field, but also give him you know some wide receiver screens, some run after the catch type stuff. We'll see what happens. I would just if, if I heard this, I would say, oh great, so that they're not helping the quarterback and they're not helping DK at all. But um, it just feels like something that has to happen because DK I had sitting at I think 13th overall, and now we're at 22. So anyways, the uh, Texans are now on the clock. So this is another team that desperately needs offensive line. I, we're, we're very, very depleted at this point, however. There are some offensive tackles, depending on how desperate we are. Maybe we could just reach a little bit. But those aren't the only real needs that we have. Um, tight end, we could do Noah fan. Greedy Williams at cornerback, I think, could be very beneficial. Defensive tackle. As much as it seems like that's a satisfied situation, outside linebacker to get somebody opposite Clowney, I think could make sense. Again, we have a really, really big need at offensive line, but uh, we, we, we've, we've got Matt Khalil now. We, we drafted Davenport a couple years ago as much as I don't think he's going to work out. So it's another one where it's like, well, we kind of look for interior and there's not a lot of interior. So I, I don't think we're going to do offensive line. As much as we need it, we're not. With the 23rd overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU. Jonathan Joseph is a good corner. We don't have another one. Uh, you know, I think in the NFL today, you got to have two good corners. And, and listen, this offense has the ability to put up some massive points, but you don't want to be the team that's putting up 35 points and losing, you know, by 42. Tighten up this defense a little bit, and let's go win some football games. So the Raiders are on the clock. we got two picks coming up here. And I'll be honest, this one's looking relatively easy to, to try to figure out what we're going to do here. Um, I think we want to get really, really good football players. we got Quinnen, who's an absolute freak show. Uh, that was an easy pick to make. And I, I kind of think even though we've already addressed kind of this position, um, th- this one's just staring us in the face. We want to get better. And, and a potential top 10 talent is sitting here at 24. We, I mean, it just has to happen. So with the 24th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Rashawn Gary, defensive tackle, Michigan. So the the perk here is that he has the ability to go inside and outside. He's primarily probably going to be outside. He's not the greatest pass rusher in the world, but I again, I don't care. Very, very talented, very athletic football player. Does not, should not be at 24. He is, I mean, we're running to the podium for this one. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, talented football team. We've got our quarterback. Uh, we went out and got a running back, so depending on how we feel about Jordan Howard, we don't have that as a massive need. We've got some some good wide receivers, especially after we went and got Deshaun Jackson. We could go slot corner if we so chose. Cornerback, I think, is a relatively big need, but Greedy Williams just went off. Linebacker, but there's not a ton there. Potentially, we could look at defensive line. We really, really like defensive line, and at this particular point in time, we're just kind of down to Fletcher Cox and uh, Brandon Graham, and both of these guys are getting up in age, so that needs to be something to be considered. But I think being a well-rounded team allows us the opportunity to kind of get a little bit crazy. If we've got to reach a little bit to go out and get a stud that's really going to kind of take us over the top, that's kind of what I'm looking for. So with the 25th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State. 
So we've got Nelson Aguilar on the slot, but that guy's never really been much. And again, Deshaun Jackson's going to be our speed guy. Jeffrey on the outside is going to be sort of that Devontae Adams kind of X receiver. And now on the inside, we got the big body, Nikhil Harry, that's just going to tear up the inside. And we still have Zach Ertz. We still have Jordan Howard now. We've got this great offensive line. We've got decent enough corners. We've got two dominant defensive tackles. Uh, we, we've got decent save. I mean, we, we've got a really good foundation that we, we've started to build on here. Next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts. Quick once over, pretty similar to the Eagles, actually. They've got a lot of talent, obviously a very, very good um, very, very good quarterback, T.Y. Hilton. Decent enough offensive line, obviously, with Quentin Nelson and Costanzo to his left. Uh, they went out and got Justin Houston in free agency, which is really going to help with their pass rush. We could try to add to that. Um, but, I mean, we've got Hooker at safety. We've got Leonard at linebacker. we got Houston up front. We've got one key piece in each spot. Cornerback wouldn't be the worst thing, but again... You know, maybe we can go DeAndre Baker if we like that option. But I think with the 26th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the uh, Indianapolis Colts select A.J. Brown, wide receiver, Mississippi, or Ole Miss. I write it up as Mississippi, so I say it that way. But pretty pretty similar kind of thought process here. The only kind of difference is that this is a matter of we've got a really, really good wide receiver, a really, really good quarterback. We've got some tight ends that we know how to use. Outside of that, though, Funchess and Rodgers in the slot, I mean, that's that's terrible. I mean, the upgrade from Chester Rodgers to A.J. Brown is just insane. We know how good um, Andrew Luck has been with really just having mediocre tight ends and one good wide receiver. Seeing him with another really dominant guy, especially a, a more possession-type guy in the slot, I think that could really be huge. So the Raiders are back on the clock, and I'm a little bit torn, not necessarily because there's not options, because there are but it's a matter of, again, we just want to add super good talent. What do we want to do? A little bit torn between the two options, but I think I know what we're going to do here. With the 27th pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. So they had a really good um, tight end in Cooks, and that worked out really well for them. The other option I thought about was going with Josh Jacobs, the running back out of Alabama, but they they do have a couple running backs, and this is a pretty stacked class as far as mid-tier guys. I think they can get a guy in the third round, fourth round, and uh, really be able to still do some pretty awesome stuff with that, especially picking early. I mean, they can get early third round, possibly still get a guy like David Montgomery, which would be fantastic. But getting that really good pass catching, you know, one of the better pass catching tight ends to come out in a while and Noah Fant at the end of the first round, I just think that's another really top tier piece that they're adding to their team. So clipping along here, we got the Chargers at 28. Chargers have uh, have gone from being a team I really, really like to a team that I just, I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> They've got a lot more holes than I remember them having not too very long ago. But I think they, they did a really good thing, obviously, when they got Derwin James. They've got a few pieces. Bosa and Ingram I really like on the outside. Hayward at corner is pretty solid. Interested in maybe looking at offensive line, but again, not a ton of great options. So I'm going to stick with kind of old faithful, something I've done several times in the past. With the 28th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the uh, L.A. Chargers select Dexter Lawrence defensive tackle out of Clemson. So I thought about going Jerry Tillery here just to give him a little bit more pass rush, but I, I think they've got some good pass rushes on the outside. I just want him to kind of clog up the inside a little bit uh, to kind of control the, the flow of things. Offensive line, again, would have been awesome, but I don't know if there's a lot of interior guys. You know, again, Dalton Reisner is still sitting there, but that's I, I like the impact of a Dexter Lawrence a little bit more. And and for his size, you know, again, I, I talked about this, I think, yesterday, um, He's, he's a pretty decent pass rusher, very athletic for 330 pounds. 
But uh, Kansas City is now up on the clock. Clearly a team that's focused very much entirely on defense. I mean, I suppose if I want to get crazy, we can just throw Hollywood Brown on this thing, and we'll just <laughs> we'll just see if we can be the 2011 Packers and just you know dominate everybody on offense and try not to lose on defense. But I don't know. We'll we'll table that and see how it you know fits in a little bit here. No, but I you know I'm I'm kind of leaning a certain kind of way. I think between this group, obviously defensive line is there, linebacker is an option. But I'm kind of looking at the secondary, and, and for the for the reason that I kind of talked about as far as them being a really good offense, similar to the Texans, we can put up points. I just need to make sure that we can slow this thing down a little bit. And if a team wants to run against us, fine. You know, we got Agba to kind of help out. Um, I, I want to get some, some better DBs. The question is, do we want to go cornerback or do we want to go safety? The highest guy on my board right now is DeAndre Baker. But uh, anyways, with this particular pick, with the 29th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Nasir Adderley, safety, Delaware. So because we need so many things on defense, I'd like to get a guy that can just kind of cover a lot of area. Right? Nasir Adderley is the one guy that has that sideline-to-sideline ability to be kind of a playmaker. You know, If, if guys are going to try to beat us deep, I want there to be a guy back there to just kind of take that away. Right? If you want to run the ball against us, you want to dink and dunk, You know, fine, hopefully we can do something about that. But our identity is our offense. We're going to put up a lot of points, and I'm going to do everything I can to just try to keep your point totals down. And I think Nasir gives us the most bang for our buck there. But finally, we get the Green Bay Packers. We're going to take one more little break, and we'll get to the pick. So at the top of the board right now, at least as far as NFL big board, Josh Jacobs, Jeffrey Simmons, DeAndre Baker, Jerry Tillery, Hollywood Brown, Irv Smith, Dalton Reisner, Debo Samuel. A lot of the guys that we would hope to be here are not here. I know a lot of the people like Noah Fant, he's gone. Uh, Nikhil and A.J. Brown are both gone. Uh, Nasir Adderley is gone. Looking at the team, though, with Brian Burns, uh, you know, it really becomes a question of do we want to kind of double, triple down on this defense? I don't really want to go linebacker because I'm not a big, you know, Mac Wilson maybe, but I, I don't know. Do we want to kind of double down on this defense or do we want to start to turn offense? And my mind is kind of between two guys right now. But I, I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to follow my heart, man. I really like this guy. You guys know I really like this guy. So this is what we're going to do. With the 30th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Taylor Rapp, safety, Washington. So I don't have to really enunciate so much why I like Taylor Rapp because I've spent a very long time doing that. But I absolutely love, love, love the energy that this guy brings. I love the physicality. I love that he is just the kind of guy that's just not going to make mistakes. He's not Nasir Adderley. I'll take Taylor Rapp over Nasir Adderley. Taylor Rapp is not going to be a sideline-to-sideline guy, but if you're looking for that guy who has Adrian Amos versatility where you can switch between the two, who's playing free, who's playing strong, you can have, you know, best tackling safety in this class by a bajillion miles it's not even close this guy does not miss tackles ever in his life is he going to be as big of a playmaker maybe not but again tone setter physicality the whole legion of boom thing if we're going to change this defense we've got two guys now coming from good programs good good um good defenses in in the smiths adrian amos coming from the chicago bears these guys are are mean big heavy hitters Taylor Rapp is going to fit in there really, really well. We got Brian Burns, who's going to, I mean, this this defense is transformed. It is night and day different than last year, and the only guys remaining are the guys that we really, really want to be there. I, I really like Blake Martinez. I think he has a physicality that I like. Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, these these are guys that we all really do and should like. And obviously the corners with their potential, 
a lot to be excited about. Now, we haven't addressed the offense. It's going to upset some people, but there's plenty of time to get a, you know, a wide receiver if we so choose to get some offensive line help, to get an additional running back, to get a tight end, right? We can get Jay Sternberger in the third round, get a running back in the fifth or sixth round. We can get, you know, as I said yesterday, we can get uh, TJ Edwards from Wisconsin out of, you know, probably in the sixth round. Lots and lots of options, but I mean, this is this is a, a statement being made that this will be a dominant force on the defensive side of the ball. So moving right along here, finish this out. We got the Rams up next. I think it's pretty clear what the Rams need in its defense. I mean, they got Aaron Donald. Uh, they've got a couple of good safeties and not a whole lot else. So I think the, the pick is in, folks. With the 31st pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the L.A. Rams select DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. And I know he, a lot of people dropped him because he had a bad combine, but this is arguably, as far as production, as far as his tape, one of the better corners, if not the best, in all of a college football. Probably not as good as Byron Murphy, but I think there's a lot of people who would say just based on tape, he's better than Greedy Williams. I think initially there was a massive drop in his, his you know, people dropped him on the boards, but I think he's rising back up, and I think end of the first is a decent, decent spot for him, and the Rams could absolutely use the help. Finally, the New England Patriots. Patriots obviously are going to be great at whatever it is they decide to do. Very, very good defensive front. They went out and got Mike Pinnell, which is just ridiculous. The guy just completely broke out last year, and uh, they got him. They went out and got uh, Michael Bennett, who's obviously a very good football player. Um, They have Lawrence Guy, who's a very good interior guy. Um, You know, and Bennett obviously can play on the outside and inside. Very, very good corners, very good safeties, a a solid offensive line. They drafted Isaiah Wynn last year, so even though they don't have, you know, they didn't have an offensive tackle, they they now have one in Wynn. So lots and lots of talent here. Um, The question is, what are they going to do to kind of take it over the top? I'm actually going to do something that I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to do it. Do I want to go this route? I don't know if I want to. It seems... I suppose we'll make the the last little bit exciting. You know what? They they need wide receiver bad. All right, I got my pick. It's still going to be an exciting one. With the 32nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, Oklahoma. So my initial thought was, let's go get Josh Jacobs. But they've they've got they do a good job rotating out different guys with different skill sets, and I I just feel like it's somewhat of a wasted pick, even though he could come in and be an absolute stud. But they also you know. They drafted Sony Michelle already last year, so I, I figured that probably didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so I wanted to go wide receiver, and as much as there's other more Patriot-like guys, you know, Debo Samuel or something that just kind of feels right, I thought, you know, they went Josh Gordon last year. Maybe they're looking for that big play kind of guy. Let's just give him the big play guy. I don't know if Brady necessarily can get the ball down there anymore, but let's just get a little crazy with it. Let's get him a big-time playmaker. And listen, what did Gronkowski do maybe better than anyone. The one thing Brady wants to do is dump it off and let these guys go do something. Give it to Edelman four yards down the field and let him go 10 yards. Give it to Gronk and let him go 50 yards just steamrolling guys. Let's get the ball to Hollywood Brown 10 yards down the field and have him take it 70 yards to the house. So anyways, I got to get going. You folks enjoy your Monday. Hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of that, a little bit of draftness. It's getting close. It's getting real close. Uh, Be sure to leave an iTunes review. Hopefully that's working. Otherwise, enjoy your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.